Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. I'm pretty excited about two conversations I just had conversations I just had in uh, preparation for a conversation in the round on December 27th, which will run that Sunday morning, and then January 3rd, Sunday, January 3rd, that morning. The first one was a little bit more of a look back on 2020, like what did we learn, what did we see, what kind of uh, problems, issues, uh, emerged or were exposed in the church as a result of as a result of 2020. How's it changed me? How's it changed us? All of that. And then the third, uh, Chris Kelly facilitated a conversation with me, Nick Nye, and uh, Kevin Dudley. Uh, Nick Nye and Kevin Dudley are both instrumentally centrally involved in the Catalyst movement. You might remember uh, Nick Nye as the founding pastor of. Um, uh, Veritas Church. And Kevin Dudley, if you've been around for the last year or so, uh, Kevin has taught um, at Vista, maybe on two occasions. I want to tell you the thing that emerged with that second conversation. But first, I want to toss out a little warning. If you hear cars in the background today, it's because I'm parked. <laughs> in the United Dairy Farmers parking lot. Um, I have this corner spot over here that I'll come to every now and then when I just need to collect my thoughts or do some message prep and get some, um, you know, isolated time. But this morning, anybody who should care to look in here, it's just got to look so strange. Number one, I've got balloons still taped to my my forerunner from a drive-by parade we did yesterday for my neighbor. And I'm wearing a big headset with a microphone. So I don't know what this looks like, but it's got to be making somebody chuckle somewhere. Anyway, back to the warning. You better watch out. Don't cry and you better not pout. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. He's coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad, good. So for goodness sake, be good. You better watch out. Okay, here's what um, here's what it boiled down to. The Christian impulse right now is to activate your faith in some kind of a cause-oriented way, which is great. It's fine. I mean that Jesus didn't call us just to uh, a internally private spiritual faith, right? He compels us um, 
first, of course, to be somebody new, even recreated by the forgiveness of God in Christ and the infusion of the Spirit of God into our, you know, DNA. We, we, we must become something new and different in Christ. But once we are there, and, and there is a, a never-ending process of being transformed into Christ's likeness. If, if you aren't somebody new, if you're not reconciled to God and invigorated and compelled at a soul-gut DNA level by God, you cannot live out the Christian life. You can only pretend to. You can only hang good you know, fruit on a dead tree, you know, like tie it on there and look like you're, you're alive eternally but you're not, which makes all the difference. So obviously Christ calls us to himself first so that we can be new and committed to a transformational lifelong process. So part of being somebody new is continuing to become somebody new. If you ever gravitate away from out of that space, you are lost. <laughs> if you are in that space, then of course that should work itself out in this life. There are, there are issues to be addressed, sin to be confronted, um, reconciliations and uh, issues of justice to be moved into. We should radically make this world a better place as a result of, of the believer's presence in it as carriers, if you will, of the Spirit of God. Here's what came out in that discussion of some, um, some, very, some men that are very active in their faith active in their, as a result of their faith. It is more important, most important to be and to prioritize that over the doing. There's an impulse right now for Christians to be engaged, which is great. The problem is if we fail to be while we're doing or prioritize the doing over the being. Here's another way of putting it. Although we should be and must be involved in the issues of our world, the goal of the Christian life is not to fix the world, not to see the causes that we are drawn into to be eradicated. The goal of the Christian life is to be a conduit for the presence of God into this world by Christ in you.